So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start off by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. I hope you all enjoyed listening to us break down Denis Villeneuve's uh, filmography with a focus, of course, on his most recent sci-fi epic, Dune. So now for episode 75 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio in person with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great day right now. 75 episodes, Eric. What a huge milestone. I mean, I can see 100. I mean, <laughs> we'll probably be doing 100 at exactly this time next yeah, year, you know, yeah. 26 episodes a year. That's and um, I can't believe I've done this many episodes with you. I mean, I know I haven't done 75, but over 50 now by now. Oh, yeah, big time. Or close to 50. So I hope you're ready for tonight's episode. It's going to be something like I'm really passionate about. It's going to be really like positive and trip down memory lane type of episode. Why don't you introduce it? Good way of teeing it up for me to introduce it as well. So this episode, we're going to be talking about a phenomenon that everyone experiences throughout various stages in their lives. And especially when we look back at, like Matt said, memory lane and things that happened just in the past, and that is nostalgia. And we're going to be starting our conversation off going over why that phenomenon is so popular nowadays in TV shows and movies that are produced like in the last few years. Like We've been seeing a lot of that. So Matt, I'll throw it over to you first. Why do you think nostalgia has become such a big just focal point for these um, creators in their TV shows and movies? The creators of these shows and movies want us to remember like the good old days and what it was like the good times when we were kids. Cause that's what nostalgia is all about for me is like, you're kind of remembering a better time in your life when you were a teenager or a kid and like stress free and having fun all the time. So I find like now movies and TV shows are trying to tap, well, not trying to, they are tapping into that. Like in our brain, they're trying to make us remember the good old days. Um, a perfect example, Eric is stranger things yep. set in, which is set in the eighties. We have not lived in the eighties, but doesn't this show make you want to live during that time period? And I know for a fact, every person that every kid that grew up in the eighties can watch stranger things and like pick stuff out and remember. And it, it like taps into their memories so much. So like powerfully when I watch stranger things, I look back at a time where like everything seemed simpler and there was less like, you know, people weren't like looking at their phones all the time. And it seemed like such a simpler time. Now, like my parents can tell me, no, no, I wasn't really like that, Matt. That's just <laughs> the show presenting that idea. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about Stranger Things first because that show like spawned a lot of movies and imitators after that, like wanted to recreate the Stranger Things magic, which is like going back in time and presenting that. When you watch Stranger Things, Eric, did you... Like, did it make you want to live in the, like, go back in time and experience that period? Oh, for sure. And you just made a lot of great points that I agree with. Like, just the the no cell phones and, like, the biking around all the time. And just, obviously, Demogorgons and Fantastic Adventures aside, that stuff we can't relate to. And it's just not real there. But just seeing these kids do, like, just play outside. And they um, have this bond that we had with all our friends growing up too, right? Like playing mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Like I never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I definitely played similar games that we would make up with our friends there. And so that, and like the really relatable aspects I relate to out of um, Stranger Things, but they also really just make the eighties look like the best uh, period to be around and alive for. And like, I like the styles too. Like that's another cool thing about nostalgia. And we'll get into that too. Like why that's so popular, like, just showing old styles 
like fashion styles, hairstyles, all of that. Like the colors too is completely different than what we see nowadays. And that's another reason that when we watch TV or movies nowadays, we don't necessarily want to see what's happening in our like day and age. It is fun to go back to revisit what was done in the past too. So I think that's another good appeal to nostalgia. Like it really gives you the escape from today. Back then, like seeing that for them, it was nothing special. It was just like it's everyday true. life. It's true. And I find like the farther back we go, the more of an, like for me, the more of an appeal I have because it's like, oh, it's so like, it's so removed from everything I know, Mm -hmm. like watching stuff from like, like period. That's why I like period pieces. It's like an alien world to me, but what studios are also doing nowadays and we're seeing it every year. And these are the movies that like are proven money makers are like making sequels or reboots to movies that came out 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Like we say with the new Ghostbusters movie, the, the new Top Gun movie that's going to be coming out. Like it's it's banking on, oh, remember when you went to see Top Gun when you were 15 and in 19, I don't know, 85? I can't remember the year. They want you to remember that memory of you going to the theater mm-hmm. seeing the first one. And you know what? It works because I'm a sucker for that, Eric. I love like going to see like a sequel to a movie I saw when I was a kid. Like that's why Star Wars, we're, all, we're always going to go see the new mm-hmm. Star Wars movies, right? Because I remember being that kid for Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Like that's why I'll always love those movies, by the way, is because I watched them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what nostalgia is all about. Like I'm always going to love the shows I watched as a kid, like Arthur, Pokemon, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, like those type of shows. I was huge on them. Still love them to this day. <laughs> this is like way out of left field, but you're in How I Met Your Mother. I think there's an episode where Barney mentions like anyone born between before a certain time hates the Ewoks yeah. in uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi and anyone born like closer to the movie likes the Ewoks. That's basically like, that's our point right there is you remember the Ewoks fondly because you saw them at such an early age where an, as an, an adult watching that in like 1982 would be like, oh, this is stupid. And mm-hmm. like, you like the Ewoks, yeah, right? Yeah, I love the Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> because you watched it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you made, again, a lot of great points in there. I just want to go back. Like we're talking about, you were talking about all the sequels now that are made. And you said this was going to be a positive episode. I don't want to put a damper on it, but I'm personally <laughs> not a huge fan of them like, I guess more so for remakes less than sequels. Like you're talking, like you said, Top Gun sequel, Ghostbusters. Like those are building on the universe that mm-hmm. the original created that was fondly remembered and loved. But where I don't love seeing nostalgia used for um, like okay. exploitation is like just remaking classic movies and TV shows. Like for example, the Mighty Ducks TV ah. series that just was released this year, pure hot garbage, and just putting a tamp a stain on the goldmine legacy that was the Mighty Ducks trilogy. And even the most recent movie that came out was the new. They made a new Home Alone movie, no. which I find ridiculous. Not a chance. I'm watching that movie, or if I do, it's only to discuss it on the next pod that we do to rip it. But it just did not look good. And like I, I prefer seeing originality come through. Mm-hmm in that regard but as for nostalgia though and looking back on like you said arthur gold pokemon never gets old for me and of course the star wars both trilogies that i grew up on the Mm -hmm. ogs and the uh, the prequels won't ever say a bad thing about any of those movies right because like you said and we've talked about a lot already on the pod like we grew up on that that's um sacred Mm -hmm. right it's like religion okay so you hate when the studios exploit that but like it works and people 
flock to the theater to go see it. And the reason is it's not necessarily because they know they're going to go watch a great movie, like kind of know in the back of their heads, it's not going to be the best, but they're like, oh, but it's going to be like, it's going to trigger like good memories and nostalgia in me. And sometimes that's maybe why I do it too. I'm, I'm just like a mark for that. Like the Hobbit movies, I knew they weren't that. Like I have such a love for Lord of the Rings that like I had to go see the Hobbit movies and re-trigger like mm-hmm. me as an 11, 12, and 13-year-old going to see like Tolkien's world on the big screen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Ring, I used to, as like when the DVDs came out after the movies were re- like after their theatrical run, I would only watch like the fight scenes in those movies on repeat week after week every summer. Like I have such a love for those movies that now when I watch Lord of the Rings, it's like, yeah, it's entertaining and stuff, but I'm like, I'm literally remembering myself as a kid watching them and it just makes me feel good. It's like a stress reliever. It's therapeutic. I think that's what like a lot of what the nostalgia does for me. It alleviates like life's problems and stress and just brings me back to the good old days, basically. Jumping to TV, like Friends and Seinfeld, I will always be able to watch those shows and love every minute of it because I remember just binging those uh, as a as a young teenager. Yep. No, same here. Like I told the story on the pod with Zach there about like comedy shows like Seinfeld, like when that one character calls George a bastard mm-hmm. and I was crying as a kid of laugh. Like that still makes me laugh. I feel like if I had seen it for the first time, probably still would have laughed, but not as much as when I saw it when I was a kid. And like Seinfeld and Friends for sure major nostalgia Mm -hmm. but i love the point you made too about like just watching the lord of the rings fight scenes and now when you watch it now like it just brings you back to as a kid watching those and like that's how i felt we just watched the toby Maguire spider-man trilogy and that for me is major nostalgia gold like a lot of people hate on those movies especially the third one i'm definitely a spider-man three defender i'll die on that hill alone that i don't understand the hate for like i i see like there's maybe the cgi not the greatest but that's like a product of its own time. Like they couldn't really do much better back then. Then there's Toby Maguire, bully Maguire. Like, I don't care for me. It's hilarious. Like <laughs> I, I have no patience for slander for those scenes. I just find them very funny. And <laughs> honestly, like the OG trilogy is just, in my opinion, it's a pretty solid trilogy given when those movies were released, like early 2000s, mm-hmm. the Green Goblin and Doc Ock as villains dynamite. And those movies are pretty intense. Like they're, Kind of, not kind of, they are scary. If you're watching them as a kid, I was terrified of the Green Goblin. Like almost all of his scenes just petrified me. But now watching as an adult, they're like, they're still a little scary. But I really enjoy (laughs) them as well. Willem Dafoe. And like, I have a greater appreciation for the acting. Back when I was a kid, like I just hated Willem Dafoe. But now I look, I'm like, man, what this guy just freaking killed it as Green Goblin. Does that trigger nostalgia for you too, that trilogy? Absolutely. Even though I'm not a fan of Spider-Man 3, I can always watch it because I remember when that movie dropped in theaters the Friday, kids at my high school, they booked that Friday off to go to the theater to go see the movie as early as possible. Like Kids were actually skipping school to go see Spider-Man 3. No joke. I mean, they made a ton of money. I, I saw it that Friday night. I had to wait till nighttime. I, I loved it when, like then. And that's why I can still watch it now. And like, yeah, some stuff's hokey, but no, I still love it. I love it for what it like makes me feel. Blockbuster to me is like, when I think back on Blockbuster video, that like triggers so much for me of like, like if I just see like a clip on TV or a documentary on Netflix on Blockbuster, I'm just like instantly glued to the screen. And I'm like, I just remember going there every single week. 
renting like five, six movies. And I'm Eric, I must've rented the same movie like every three months for some reason, like don't know what to watch. Let's rent this movie again. A couple examples, like the movie, The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. I think I rented that like eight times. I love that movie. If I watch it now, do I see faults in it? Maybe, but I just remember loving it as a kid. So I love it now. Same with The Mummy Returns, movies like Austin Powers. I can never hate on those movies. Okay, when I watch the TV show Friends now, yeah, is it as perfect as I remember? No, like I can see like how a new generation would be like, oh, it's not the best, sh- the best thing ever created. But to me, it is because I'm like, no, every single thing they say is hilarious. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's like, will Friends ever get dated? Yes, it will, sadly. But I'm never going to see it as dated. I'm just going to keep watching it till the day I die and re- look back fondly on where I was when I first saw the show or that episode and watching it with my family in syndication, so... Yeah, I don't know how the new generations feel or will feel about like a Seinfeld too. Yeah. Like even for me, like I feel like some of my friends even who had never seen it and were to watch it for the first time like in their mid late twenties, they're like, I don't know if they'd all appreciate it as much or find that as funny as we did because we saw it as kids. But Seinfeld is still like an elite TV, and so are, so is Friends there. So like any any movie that I like, I'll, I'll I'll still seek all those movies that I watched as a kid or teenager because. It's like a cheat code to me feeling like super great and stuff. And like when I was building my movie collection, another example, like those first few like hundred DVDs or that I bought, I still remember like getting into like serious collecting and watching like those like very first ones that introduced me into cinema. Like I hold those movies into such high regards. That's why Goodfellas is my favorite movie of all time. Not just because it's a great movie, but it's literally the movie that ignited my cinematic passion and started my movie collection. So it's like when I watch Goodfellas now, which I recently rewatched like two, three months ago, I don't like, I'm watching the movie, but I'm also thinking, Oh, remember when I was on that couch in the middle of the night watching Goodfellas and being like terrified and couldn't believe all the swearing in the movie and the violence. Like that's what I get watching Goodfellas now. And Everyone has like movies like that when they were young and oh, I remember when I went to see that at the theater and it scared me. We had to walk home after quick, quick other story. Um, two of the first horror movies that I saw were Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, 2003 and Saw. I watched them at a friend's house who was three streets down from me in Orleans and I had to walk home after I like ate at night like it was dark and I remember running home <laughs> and like being really scared and having almost nightmares that night. But that's why those two movies now, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Saw, like when I watch them, I, I always remember like, remember when you were freaked out of those movies and like, I was terrified. Eric. Oh, rightfully like, so. That's terrified. And I was only in grade eight, I think like I was, or grade seven, like it was, I should not have been watching that, but you know what? That kind of like sparked my interest a little. I had the realization that I loved being scared. So that's why I started with the horror odyssey nice (laughs) which hasn't ended yet never will no no it won't Uh, i'm only at the infancy stage of my horror odyssey that's good but me like nostalgia like is really comedy movies for me like when we talked about renting movies like at blockbusters us it was more rogers than blockbusters and uh, like uncle buck for me is a classic one like even planes trains and automobile like i can still remember um great outdoors like i still remember the first time i saw those movies like i've already told the story of um like planes trains and automobile like we saw it at, when we did like a sleepover at our tante nicole and uncle pat's house there and our aunt had forgotten that there was one scene like with a lot of f-bombs and <laughs> because we just that, that's what we did like we went out to rogers or blockbuster at the start of the week and just rented out like 10 
or so movies and just like knock them out like every single night after a full day of activities and stuff like that's nostalgia too for me right and even like if we get back like just to strictly nostalgia itself i experienced that all the time with in like very different ways not necessarily just as a kid but even like in high school like grade 11 like the other day i put on my coat that i still have from like grade 11 and i was just walking to the grocery store and it just made me think of like oh when i was in grade 11 like walking from the school to like the independent which was like not too far and like just it was just like crazy deja vu and like just nostalgia and like even biking i biked to my parents house the other day in october and just brought me back to like when we couldn't drive didn't have a license you know just bike around like that's how we got around and another example i have which like we have this um heat pad which is like a as you just heat it up and soothes the muscles a little bit and i remember we had one at my parents' house and it had like quite a, a pungent smell. Like it just smelled like something. I can't even describe. Maybe pungent's not accurate. It just smelled. <laughs> it smelled like a various spices that you would find on arachnus or something. Anyways. And, and I would always wear it at night and watch this TV show Fringe with my mom. And then it's just a, a common phenomenon that's happened like anytime we wear like that heat pad it just brings me back to fringe back in the day like a tv show that's powerful yeah big time that's awesome uh actually just literally last night at work i'm just gonna switch it over to music here but like Mm. we were listening to jump 106.9 and lose yourself by eminem came on i I work nights folks so like this is like at like three four in the morning and they play like more like hip-hop and like better songs in my opinion (laughs) No, actually, we were listening to Kiss, actually, not Jump. And it doesn't matter. Lose Yourself comes on by Eminem. And l- as soon as the song started, boom, I'm instantly, like, in grade uh, when 8 Mile came out, basically, like, 2004, I think. So I was, like, 13 years old. Takes me back right there. And I remember when 8 Mile came out and everyone was talking about it. And someone got a copy after the movie came out. And I can go to his house and watch it because there's no way in hell my parents are letting me see that at the theater. <laughs> I'm listening to the song that night, last night at work and like mouthing the lyrics and just smiling. Not only because it's a great song, but because I'm transported back for like three, four minutes to an earlier time. And I literally stopped working. I had to like just listen to the song and everyone in the department liked the song. I had to blast and it. Who doesn't? Right? So like that's just another quick example. Music. Mm-hmm. I remember every single like big hit that came out when I was like a young teenager, like just before teenager to like 16 maybe, like... Like, I have so much nostalgia for Linkin Park, Sum 41, oh, Blink-182, yeah. all those bands, Good Char- Good Charlotte, um, that more rocky, punky music. Mm. And then, like, for hip-hop, 50 Cent. Like, I'm always... Some of, like, the true hip-hop heads kind of dismiss 50 Cent for being, like, too commercial or, I don't know, like, they hate on him. I mean, 50 Cent to me is, like, that's... That was me in grade seven and eight, Get Rich or Die Trying, yep. huge album. Oh, yeah. Same with Eminem and the Eminem show. That album came out, I think I was in grade seven. It was, everyone had a copy of it. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to also Eminem, like in grade five, like Marshall Mathers LP. I don't know who the hell like got their parents to buy them a copy, but it worked. <laughs> I, I was in university like 10 years ago. I remember every single like artist I'd listened to on the bus to university. Like those were like good times for me, just like stress-free, like trying to de-stress myself on the bus before going to school like listening to i've listened to a lot of oasis and honestly maybe that's why oasis is my favorite band of all time because i listened to them so much at like 17 18 19 years old formative years yeah no right right music association yeah 
like you, you. I mean, Eric, I know you mentioned before, like Little Wayne, when you were getting into like yeah, uh, hip hop. OG uh, guy got me into rap. Him, DJ Khaled, actually, and then that led to me discovering Little Wayne. So yeah, I mean, I think music is probably bigger in triggering nostalgia and memories for me personally. I feel like for, I want to say for most people too, because like. You listen to, I would say, more music regularly than watch movies. It's just easier yeah. to listen like a few songs if you want to than committing for a full movie. Yeah. And music, like you're often listening to while doing something else or like while you're somewhere. And that's why, like for me, like basically every single trip I've done in my life, there are songs that bring me back to those days because that's what I was listening to back then. Like talk about Lil Wayne, a Mexico trip that I went on with a few fr- families who were friends with the kids like that'll bring me back to Mexico 2009 f- listening to Fireman by Lil Wayne like Go Hard DJ Khaled uh, We Taken Over We Global like just a, this deep sleeper cuts from like OG DJ Khaled music is associated with like good times and like you're at a party in high school you're at like an event like yeah to me when you when I hear a song from like when I had a good like I will there's some moments in my life where I was at like it was the best night of my life up to that point where I'm like, this is the greatest night ever. And mm. then songs came on. Like if I'm at a bar, club, whatever, a song would come on. I will never forget that song to this day. And when I hear it now, instantly transported back. Uh, it could be like a wedding too, like where everyone was like dancing to this certain song. Um, I mean, I see it all the time at work with like the older, the other generations I work with that are a little older. When like a, a 70s or 80s songs comes on, they're like, oh yeah, I remember when that came out, I was mm. 50. And they, they, you should see the smile on their face when, and I'm just like, oh my God, how old are you? Dinosaur, how old are you? <laughs> uh, but you know, it's fun. To, it's fun to like see people reminisce about that. Like I know they like when, like when I mentioned something, they're like, what? I was like 20 something when that came out. You're, you're a super young I experienced a lot of that at work yeah. as well, right? Like, especially when I started working in my office there, like, and I was definitely one of the youngest people there. And like, you get to know people who are a little older there. And like, for them, like, basically they were chirping everything that I liked. Like, oh, this isn't music. Yeah, right. And like, you know, but I hope I don't become like that <laughs> when I'm older, right? Right. Who knows what kind of music we'll be listening to when we're older as well. Like, I, I kind of wondered, I had a, I was at a crossroad at one point, folks, and wondering if I would still, like, always like rap Ooh. as an adult. Like, this was years ago, okay. actually. Okay. And I still do, still going strong. So I feel like that's just never going to go away. But I do think that diversifying what, like, the music you listen to is good because just listening to rap can definitely and does get repetitive. Now I remember what I wanted to say earlier. So you saying, like, you remember, like, songs on the bus going to university. I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy you remember that. But... That made me remember that I also remember like listening yeah. to Freddie Gibbs. What? Like an old album of his on the bus, like on a December cold, bleak morning, just posted up at Trim Station, waiting to get on the the 137 or whatever the bus was. <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually remember like and even like seeing someone that I knew. It's just crazy how like that works. Like yeah. one song. And uh, yeah. or an album, and it brings you back to like a very random, like maybe that was like for a two week span that I was listening to that album. Yeah. So Eric, imagine you're forty, like imagine in twenty years, okay, mm-hmm. you're at work, and one of the younger, like one of the twenty year olds, says like, "Oh, have you seen like this sitcom? It just came out on uh, Amazon Deluxe Prime or whatever it's going to be called in twenty years." Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so funny. It's like the best sitcom ever. Then you, then you're like, no, 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 mm. son, Seinfeld. That was the, that's the goat sitcom yeah. of all time. And he's like, what? I watched one episode. It's garbage. It's like, 
you i can see i can see yourself being that person that's no no that's all trash what you're watching probably now. off 100 percent. i'm a, like that with music with like <laughs> what my little cousins listen to like all these artists like there are some artists i just refuse to listen to based on their names and that's oh. like probably un, like i'm in a not inappropriate but just like uh undeserved on my part that maybe I should be giving them the benefit of the doubt, but also I feel like I'm not missing out on much. No. But I don't know if I'll be like that because there are also like other people who've said that to me about like Cheers and uh, all these other older shows. Mm -hmm. Like I love Lucy. Yeah. Golden <laughs> Happy Days, Golden Girls. Yeah, exactly. So and that's not a, a path that I've intended to go down in watching those shows. Like I haven't even given that a thought to watch those shows that others say are the best so i it wouldn't be fair if i were to expect others to like dismiss what they say is the best show and just go off the strength that of what i'm telling them is the best show of all time but i also want to hope i'll be open-minded down the road like i do like a lot of different styles of com just shows and movies there so who knows but there's also a strong chance that I'll just try to take out my pent up frustration from when people said that what I'm listening to and watching is garbage and then just give it back to the young kids. Mm -hmm. No, I can see myself being the exact same as you. Just like I do it now, actually, with movies. You know, like I some people have the gall to tell me like, oh, those are old movies. And I'm like, what? They're from the 90s. They're not old. Mm. But then I realize they're like almost 30 years old. Yeah, <laughs> then man. I realize how old I am. So yeah. I want to. OK, my next point. OK, let me just preface by saying i finished watching the tv show the office and in the last episode ed helms's character andy bernard looks at the camera and says like i wish someone told us we were experiencing the good old days but like before they left us something like i'm just paraphrasing basically mm -hmm. saying like he knows the good old days are over and i wish someone had let me know uh that sooner and that really hit me when I watched that episode, like the finale of The Office, because I experienced the exact same thing, Eric, when I was in university. Let me just preface by saying I, I thought I hated high school when I was in high school. Like I didn't like it. But once I got to university, it hit me like a like a thunderbolt, how much I actually loved high school and didn't appreciate enough of it and like didn't realize how much of a good time I was having in high school until it was all over and I was in university, how fun the times were and how much easier I had it. Maybe that's why it hit me because I realized like, oh, life's going to get a lot harder. So I want to go back to an easier time in my life, which was high school. I just didn't know that at the time. So it's almost like, so right now, Eric, are we going to look back at right now and be like, oh, remember like 2021 when we were doing the pod and everything was like, like, what are your thoughts on that like statement? Yeah, no, I think it's a definitive yes. Like we're going to be looking back at this time right now and being like, oh, we had it so much easier back then. Because I think, unfortunately, that's an issue we all, a lot of us have is that we don't cherish what's happening in the immediate present enough. And I don't necessarily think that everything that's passed is better than what we're experiencing right now. It's just, we're not always in the moment. I think like that's for me, that's the big takeaway is that we're not fully True. present and taking advantage of everything that we are being given in the moment. And I definitely yeah. experience that all the time. Like when I look back at various stages of my life, it'll always look better when we look back in the past because like they're good memory they're at the end of the day, they're always going to be good memories and we're going to remember them as that. Like it's inevitable. If you have a pretty good life, every time that you like a certain amount of time passes, you'll look back fondly and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that we should make an effort to live in the moment a little more. Like, 
I love that you said that actually. That's very good because I'm like I'm guilty of not doing that, Eric. And like I'm always trying to think. I'm all my problem is I'm always thinking ahead. Like what do I what do I got going on tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday? It's Thursday night tonight, folks. That's when. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm always thinking of like what next week's what's going on. I should literally just be focusing on tonight and what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do and enjoy my evening and not think too far ahead. And I think that's my problem. And then I realized like, no, no, you should have, I should have enjoyed like in the moment more, you know, if it's just like a cup of coffee as like Dale Cooper said in the Twin Peaks, give yourself a gift every day. Before Um, you go, sorry for longer. I just want to say that, I don't want to be sounding like I'm always in the moment. I'm exactly the same as you. Yeah. I'm literally always looking forward. Right. Like, okay, what's going, what's happening tomorrow? I'm a chronic mm-hmm. planner and like, I, I need to have stuff going on and like always looking forward to what's coming up, not enjoying the moment enough. So I don't want to be sounding like I'm preaching like, oh, I've mastered the art of living in the moment. I definitely haven't, <laughs> but I do like, that's kind of what I think about that quote that you said about in the office. Yeah. And um, even if times like seem rough, just know that you'll get through it and then you'll look back on them fondly. And Eric, I think you need a little of what we do plan. You can't not, not plan. Like you for have sure, to plan sure. ahead. We have to find the happy medium. And then like, if anyone's mastered that, like let us know, please give us the secrets to life. I don't yeah. think a lot of people have though. I mean, that's why we're all like striving to be better every day. Like imagine if we just like had life's cheat codes and did everything perfectly. It wouldn't be fun. Like this is going to get super philosophical, philosophical here, but like half of life is, not struggle. I wouldn't say suffering because that's like the Buddhism <laughs> mantra, like living is suffering. But it's like life's about struggling, and it's like okay, let me give you an old like JFK quote. It's like do not pray for easy lives, pray to be stronger men. That's the quote mm-hmm. or women. Like I, I embrace sometimes the hecticness and craziness, and like try to like push my, become stronger. It makes you stronger. Um, but now we're going way off topic here. Another idea, Eric. There's this Woody Allen movie with Owen Wilson called Midnight in Paris. And it's about him wanting to like live in a different time because he thinks the time he lives in now sucks. And he's a writer in the movie, by the way. So he wants to go back to like uh, 60 years ago when like writing was at its prime, like the Ernest Hemingway's, the F. Scott Fitzgerald's. Like he wants to live in like the 20s, I guess, like the crazy, the roaring 20s, because he thinks that's like he's convinced that's the greatest like um, decade to live in magically in the movie he is transported back in time and experiences it all the image of his head of what he thought and the actual reality was totally different because like everyone during that time wants to live like at the turn of the 19th century when like all these ideas were getting created so like he's talking to all these people and they're saying no no this isn't this is like shitty times right now we want to live 30 40 years ago so it it almost made me wonder like if someone came back to our time and said that i'd be like no no you want to live in the 80s or 70s and then he'd be like no these are the great times right now so it's like sometimes i just need to i think put the brake on oh i'm obsessed with living in the past and that just like now is great too matt not just the 70s and 80s because in my head i always want to live in the 70s and 80s where like to me the 70s and 80s are like when movies were the best and like at their height of like going to the theater and like edgy films and not just like sequels and all that especially the 70s so like so i think i have to like slow down sometimes and realize like right now we're living in a great time i mean yes i know we're living through covid right now folks but like you know i'm talking about like a 10 year period like did did you do you ever like romanticize the fa- the idea erica like oh i wonder what it was like 100 years ago or 50 years 100%. ago 100% i mean a lot of it comes from like watching tv shows and movies right like it, i'm also like someone who when i watch a show for a period of time or however long it takes me to watch the show like that's all i talk about 
and drives Andy crazy because <laughs> I'm like a really obsessive about right. this show for like whatever a few weeks or months and like one of the examples I could throw is like Peaky Blinders right like when mm-hmm. I was crushing that I just loved the styles and what was happening in that back in those days like some corrupt prohibition era mm-hmm. like illegal activities like horse racing and stuff and just like whenever they go to these events like how they're dressed up I found like really cool even like watching like Twin Peaks which is set in the 80s late 80s early 90s I loved watching that yeah. again same to what similar to what we were talking about earlier like no cell phones or there were but they just weren't as technologically advanced as they exactly. are nowadays there no I definitely do romanticize about living um in the in other decades but really just while I watch those shows like I'm, I'm thinking like oh it would have been sweet to live back then but not really just in my everyday life like I'm Mm-hmm. I want to say I'm like very content with where the time we're living in obviously COVID aside like it's taken a lot away from us but we're suffering through this but it's going to make us better people I, in I the end couldn't agree more and I also romanticize about like living in like the west or like the old west or even like mm, in yep. the middle ages like I watch all these like um, war movies and I'm like oh wouldn't it be awesome to be like in a like a bat like a battle with like a like a sword fight I don't know, like watching Game of Thrones to me, Eric, was the big one. I'm like, I love to be in Game of Thrones. But then I realized, hey, you're struggling. Like if you're not like noble, you're struggling to eat every day. You're farming every day. Like you're basically like just working to live and like getting food in your mouth and like trying to avoid death at every day. Dead right? at 24. But yeah, right. And that's like 24 year old probably yeah, in the exactly. show. But like, but then you watch the show and you're like, oh, it would be cool to go to the, like go to a jousting competition mm-hmm. or uh, like a fighting competition or just like, being at the court um i do that all like when i watched um uh, troy with you know the brad pitt movie with yep. uh, troy like i like oh wouldn't it be cool to live in, like in ancient greece and like there wouldn't be like yeah there's no tv there's no there's not a lot of entertainment mm-hmm. but like the entertainment is just like i don't know training and i don't know like they're probably they probably partied a lot back then and drank <laughs> yeah. a lot right like indulged in a lot of things and I don't know. There's an appeal to that to me. Same with the Western. It's like such a simple life, but you know, you're riding your horse. You're just, I don't know. But Some, even, even those people that were like, ah, oh, 20 years ago, they had it so much better. Right. So and now they're like, now we have all this technology, like uh, six shooters and like new guns and stuff. Yeah. And like, it makes things, I don't know. I, I, I always have an appeal. Like what if I had no TV in my life, no phone, no nothing. Like I, if, you can live off the grid nowadays. You just have to like, you know, you don't live near a major city and would life be better? I always wonder. I don't know. Like I, the thing is personally for me, I mean, I am obsessed with movies. It'd be very hard for me. Like I wouldn't be able to watch sports on TV. Life would definitely be simpler, stress-free, but I don't think I would be as like, it wouldn't be as fun as what I'm doing now. I find that's just for me. And I know some people like living off the grid and even they, they like they stay in touch, like you know, TV and yeah. You'd have to be Amish, I guess, to live off the grid. That's which, the thing. Ugh. Like we we have so much yeah. going right now that it'd be tough to step away from like, yeah. the pod, for example. Like would that be a thing anymore if we weren't connected to what's happening like, yeah. in movies? Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Right. And even like our fa- fantasy hockey, fantasy football, yeah. anything. Like you're you're losing a lot by not being uh-huh. on the grid, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think giving that up is the play right now but yeah. there are a lot of advantages though like of being connected to nature which would be cool like just go out like if you live like in a cabin in the woods just like in the mountains or something yeah. they're going on hikes all the time like that i'm sure there is like a lot of your body and mind would love you like yeah, exactly you'd be so peaceful 
maybe doing that like a few like once a year or something like a little natural getaway would be nice but um it's maybe a topic for another time. Who knows? Yeah, like, no, for sure. This we're like kind of de- derailing off the nostalgia topic, talking about like I find right now we're too focused on like the f- like. I wish I could not check my phone every ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I checking social media every ten minutes? Yeah, I love doing fantasy hockey and watching movies, but why am I always like obsessed about what other people are thinking and their opinions on social media? So I think that's what we need to cut out, or what mm-hmm. I need to cut out. So, you can keep everything, but just like cut out the negativity. And that's yeah, tough for me. Agreed. So actually one thing I've been doing, like I, I know a while ago I said I was like off social media for a full week and like it did feel good. But then I hadn't done that in a long time. But then last week I took like three days off social media and like it did feel really good. And like then you check your messages and all that there and like nice to see whoever and what. And honestly, I realized that I didn't even miss out on that much. Like I didn't go on Instagram for three days just scrolling on whoever posted when they're like a few pictures that friends posted but honestly I didn't miss much it just goes to show that like going on this we go on these apps like all the time just refreshing mindlessly just hoping for some entertainment but there's not that much on there and it's just like we're in autopilot like whenever we open our phones up I'm just going on Twitter with no real like motivation or intention of finding something specific it's just like that's a habit of mine so what I've been doing lately now is limiting the use of social media big time so during my work hours keep the phone away and just listen to my music or pods at lunchtime I go on my phone a little bit check my snaps Instagram Twitter and then after work I'll go on my phone a little bit but even at that I don't want it to become a thing where like as soon as it's four o'clock I'm like okay now I'm gonna be on my phone all night just limiting it even in the after hours. So that's what I would recommend early random recommendations for the people. Those are amazing recommendations. And what I like is you're not completely prohibiting yourself from it. You're just putting like uh, guidelines or whatever, mm-hmm. like just enforcing rules. And I think that's, yeah, exactly. Like that's, I think what everyone needs to do is just baby steps. Baby steps. It means setting small, reasonable goals for yourself. One day at a time, one tiny step at a time baby steps towards like like i think that's what i need to do eric is like okay just one less hour with my phone or one less like i've eric i'm bad like i'll i've had like oh i'm gonna go to bed i'm gonna watch tiktok for 10 minutes just like scroll through videos and then like 10 minutes becomes 50 Mm -hmm. no joke like it's it's really bad and this is like right before i'm going to bed so my brain's getting stimulated yeah. I shut my eyes after and I try to sleep. Like that's not healthy. Read some Fellowship of the Ring before going to bed instead. That might help me fall asleep. Well, no, 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 no <laughs> okay, true. Sure. That's not that's not at all how I meant <laughs> I'm it. Joking, but yeah. nice. But no, I just meant like not going on your phone before you go yeah. to bed. I feel like is the way to go because then, like you said, you're stimulated. Yeah. That blue light is not good yeah. for your corneas at that time of mm-hmm. night. And um, I mean, reading is just, it's fun. Like it's something yeah. that we don't really have time to do either in the day. And that's also nostalgia for me. Like that's a big reason why I'm a huge reader is because I read so much as a kid and th- shout out to my mom for like really ingraining that in me. And I know it's the same for you as well. Like it, it doesn't necessarily bring me back to when I was a kid, when I read, but it's because of what I did as a kid that I do what I do now. Yeah. Um, and actually, no, you know what? There was a, a few books that trigger nostalgia, like the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. and the Aragon books. Those are definitely yeah. two that I can 
quote offhand, really. Like when I reread the, all of those books, which I have a few times, it brings me back to when I was a kid. I read Aragon for the first time at Tony Nicole's house. She passed it on to me in French, so that was really good times. And um, yeah, so that's my book nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, for me, she passed that book along to me too, Eric. For me, I still remember I was like great. I was a really early reader and I'm so glad my mom got me into it. But like grade three, four, five, like reading the first few Harry Potter books in French after school. I remember coming home from elementary school, grabbing a bowl of Cheerios with no milk, just like munching on them and reading Harry Potter in French. Nice. Especially <laughs> uh, like the fourth one. I like that was my, well, there was only brick. four at the time, actually. Yeah. The Goblet of Fire was the latest one at the time. And like, it was a brick. And oh, yeah. for a fourth grader, it's a brick. And then my mom getting in, me into fantasy. So like, that's why I have a love for the fantasy genre and books is because of my mom. Mm -hmm. She's like, you got to read this book. And I did. And then I read like, I still follow this author to this day, what he's put out. Um so yeah, your parents for sure shape you. Like if yep. if you're like showing your kid only like sports movies, we'll say or football movies, he's gonna he's gonna look back fondly like, oh yeah, I love like these old football movies. Like or that was a really weird example, but you know what I mean. Like or <laughs> Disney. Like that's what I think we all have a little spot, soft spot for Pixar Disney, yeah, right, Eric? Hundred percent. Remember that? That was a good episode. Yeah, well, that was the episode Dude. that dropped a year ago. No way. At, the, at this point, that this episode's out, yeah. Wow. Episode 49. Holy. No, 59. 59. Wow. That was a great episode. No, 49. That was a trip down memory lane. Oh, big, yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. The yearly theme. Like, unintentional yeah. nostalgia exactly. episode. It was 49. Back to like, I want to go back to where we started with Stranger Things. What Stranger Things is doing to our brains is, oh, do you guys remember when this, do you guys remember this? Do you guys remember this song? Remember this hit? Remember when this came out? Remember this this like brand of ice cream. Remember when this big, big like hit came out on the radio? Like some people might find that annoying, but I don't know. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Like if, if I've seen movies that they do that for the nineties, like there's a movie mid nineties that Jonah Hill yeah, directed. Yeah. Like I love watching that from my era and being like, Oh yeah, I remember that song. I remember that commercial, that product. Like, Mm -hmm. Remember like the the TV station YTV? Oh yeah, and like all those like wacky shows like Uh Oh and uh, like <laughs> no, weird. Uh -oh. Okay, Uh Oh was like weird game show, folks. Really <laughs> weird game show. If you know what Uh Oh was, I mean like you're awesome. Real ones remember Uh Oh. Oh my god! And if a movie will like beat me over the head with all these references, I don't care. I love it because I lived through that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that we're talking nostalgia, like in movies and TV shows, do you want to get into like what people submitted yeah. for their picks and we can talk about those. So we put up a story for, um, just asking people what their, what movies and TV shows triggered nostalgia for them. And we're actually going to put all of them into a draw for another limited edition, easy conversations mug that we will be drawing a little later on in the episode. I'm going to go over the submissions now. The first one is from my bro, Zach. And he said School of Rock, which 100% nostalgia for me as well. Obviously, coming from the same household, a lot of the same uh, products trigger nostalgia for the both of us. But I remember, I think I already said it on the pod, but uh, when we got School of Rock, it was actually one of uh, the Christmases. A Christmas, I forget which year, and we were not excited about this movie at all. We're like, oh, what is this garbage? And then we threw it on and like instantly loved it. And I think because we also had no expectations for this movie. Like, if anything, there was some some sort of level of hatred towards this movie, undeserved and unsolicited. But yeah, no, School of Rock is uh, never gets old for me and Zach, obviously. 
Oh, that's a great answer, Zach. I we I saw that movie with my family at the theater, and we were going in blind. I didn't think I'd like it. We all loved that movie, and I I love it to this day. Mm-hmm. It's like Jack Black's finest hour. I actually saw a, a School of Rock play that was um, given in um, Ottawa like a few years ago. Wow. It was really cool, actually. Like they obviously they made a lot of um, like character modifications too, and like. Uh, Made it a little more um, with the times, I guess. I was just going to ask you, did the characters look alike? Like, the Jack Black, did the main guy look like Jack Black? Not did really, make, no. no, no but no, it was really, like, the kids are so talented, too. Like, oh, like yeah. in the movie, like they're okay. all playing their instruments, too, and uh, cool. singing. And all. it's a great movie. Underrated, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, oh, yeah. At the, at the NACs where we saw it. Wow. Yeah. So the next one is from the homie... Hip hop fiend eighty five Brandon. Yeah. He said the Wonder Years. That was his. So I've never seen this movie. Have you, Matt? No, no, it's a TV show, I believe. Oh, damn, I was gonna uh, say a movie. Or Brandon's TV a little show. older than us, so yeah. I can definitely see like that was like early, like early eighty, uh, early nineties. I think it's that it's a TV show with Fred Savage, I believe. Oh, yeah, okay, a, okay. Yeah, like it's about uh, family, basically. Yeah, Fred Savage. It's, it ran from eighty eight to ninety three. And they're actually, they just rebooted it on TV now. So you see, trying to tap into like people who watched it then, mm-hmm. they want to watch the new one. So that's a good answer. I heard nothing but good things about this show. So, but see, I don't like that though. Like I said earlier in the episode, like just come up with some original content is all oh, I'm asking okay. for. I don't know. And you know, they're poor man's imitations yeah. of the shows or movies, right? So, anyways, gonna keep it positive. <laughs> The next one is from our aunt, Tanikal, and her submissions were all of the Disney fairy tales that we watched when the kids were young, mm. right? Which I feel like you said, like Disney and Pixar has touched us all, and um, there's, there's nostalgia written all over those puppies for everybody. Shout out 101 Dalmatians, and uh, just great, great movies. I, I 100% agree. I've watched, I've, I watched a Disney movie last week, and... I did not was not bored for a second yet. Yeah, it's, it's a kids movie. I don't care. We, it was Aladdin. It was like I love oh, that movie. I don't. Classic. I don't care what anyone says. It's such an amazing movie. Now and then, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. I gotta do a rip of the Disney movies again, because like our we did our um, battle last year. There, I really mostly just watched Pixar movies. I didn't get to do the other side of the coin, which is Disney. So I might be do like go through your top ten list again and watch all those movies. And then do like a part two where you defend Disney. Who knows? It might have to. It might be something there. But I definitely want to do another episode like that, like, like a rap a battle. battle style. There, like a little list of five or ten going toe to toe. So yeah, thank you, Tony Cut. The next ones were from my girlfriend Andy. So hers were Arthur, yes, Recess, Ice oh. Age, and Monsters Inc. All good picks. All good. I, I never really watched Recess, but like Arthur, huge Arthur guy, big time. Ice Age 2, I love that movie. And Monsters, Inc. is a classic for sure. I echo everything you say. I've never really watched Recess all that much, but all the other three. Like Arthur's. The other day, my sister sent me an Arthur gif like on like via Messenger, and I just like lost it. I thought it was so funny, and it just brought me back to back in the day when watching it at my babysitter's or... Every morning, Arthur was on TV, actually. Like, two episodes every morning before school. Oh, yeah. Um, you'll never forget the theme song, you know. Every day when we're... <laughs> like, come on. It's... Every day when you're walking down the street. 
Monsters Inc. too. It's like probably Classic. my second favorite Pixar movie. So mm-hmm. Randall, great villain. Oh. <laughs> and also got to shout out the homie Mr. Waternoose as well. Underrated villain. But move it along. Another movie, now that we're talking about Arthur, like another movie, a TV show that we watched as kid, that I watched as a kid anyways, was The Magic School Bus. Oh, Did you also watch that? Absolutely. You remember that theme song? Oh, I don't know if I... I don't, so yeah. no pressure and no. don't worry about it. I was just wondering, you slayed that Arthur rendition. Wait, I think I can do Magic School Bus, but keep going. It might come back to me. So the next ones were from the homie Basam Issa. So his were Parent Trap, Three Ninjas, and Tom and Huck. So I've never seen any of these Ooh. products, so I'll hand it over to you, Matt. I've seen all... Okay, Tom and Huck, I have no clue what it is, but the Three Ninjas movie, me and my sister rented those on repeat, basically. Like, we would, we loved watching the Three Ninjas. Now when I watch it, it's very cringe, <laughs> okay. but me and my sister recently watched one of them, and we kind of still liked it because we were just like... Remember when we used to watch it as kids and laugh our asses off? Mm. It was still good for that reason. What was the first one? A uh, Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Classic. We had that on VHS. I remember watching that my babysitters and that's such a great movie. I need to I actually need to rewatch it. It's been way too long. It's it's a quality movie too. Speaking of babysitter, Elizabeth Shue, um, Adventures in Babysitting, that's some nostalgia. I saw that as a kid as well. Oh, so I, I recently, it's on Disney Plus, I think I watched it uh, this year. Freaking loved it. I feel like they vetted it though because there is a scene, I'm pretty sure, with an F bomb, like, don't fuck with the Lords of Hell. I remember seeing that as a kid. We we're like, oh my God, like, what's going on here? You have to change your Disney settings to allow it to pop up. Yeah, probably. I feel like they changed the dialogue, though. Like, they, I don't they dubbed it with, like, uh, don't frig with the Lords of Hell or something. I don't know. Don't fuck with the Lords of Hell. Don't babysitter i don't remember anyways who knows i'll probably do for a rewatch there's the one kid that kind of looks like a a bootleg weasley i forget his name (laughs) he's like the the kid like the the neighbor yeah yeah. that likes the yeah yeah. he likes the babysitter he's in he's in dazing confused actually as one of like the nerds yeah oh yeah yeah, i remember yeah yeah a solid movie and uh, Vincent Donafuro, or however you say his name, is in it. He's Thor, like the mechanic, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like one of his first movies, I'm pretty sure. Good Uncredited call, man. cameo. Good call. Yeah. Like the one scene where he helps him. Yep. Yeah. Comes in clutch. So, yeah, thanks, Basam. We deviated a little bit, but it's all good getting back on track. So, the next one was from the homie Justin Mocktinger. So, his was Big Bang Theory. So, been over the show. The people know my feelings on Big Bang. I've never, I haven't seen enough really, so I'm not gonna say too much. To me, it's still like, I came out when I was finishing high school, so I don't. But I only got into it a little later, so I don't know if I have nostalgia for it yet. But I think I will down the road because mm-hmm. I did watch a lot of it. And yeah, like nostalgia doesn't necessarily have to be like as a kid, like as a You're nine-year-old right. just crushing some Tom and Huck or Three Ninjas, right? Ah. So it's um, an open casket, if you will. No rules. So a perfect segue would be into the homie. Uh, Martin Chevrier's submission, How I Met Your Mother. And this is also a show that I would say there's some nostalgia there for myself as well. I watched that in high school. I remember like watching, like starting to watch that show in syndication every week. I 
I'm pretty sure the first episode I saw on TV was with Katy Perry, like when she's a guest star in the one episode as Honey. And um, then we got all the other seasons and just crushed them all. So, and like, I remember watching on the couch downstairs with Zach, like on our old TV and just like crying of laughing at season one. I have nostalgia for that show too, Eric, because I watched it like when I was in high school and my whole family would watch it really. Like we knew what time it was playing and it'd be like in our schedule that night, like got to watch a new episode of how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. Did that for about a year, at least a year or two. Yeah. That was a great, sh- yeah. I'll always think fondly of that show and I never finished it. Like I, I think I mentioned that before. Yeah. Or yeah. not missing out on much. So yeah, with how much your mother, like when we watched that every, um, I forget if it was on every Monday, I think, or was it every Monday? Oh, I don't, okay, I don't remember that, that detail. Anyway, I just remember, like, it played at 8, and then at 8.30 for one of the seasons, there was this show called Mad Love that played after it. It was with them, oh my god, the guy from... Sounds familiar. It was with the guy from American Pie. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs got canceled after one season. I remember that show. And we watched the whole season. Like they, they left the door open for a season two. There was this huge cliffhanger and just got axed the next day. Like after the series was done, she'll never get to find out what happened to Tyler Labine's character. I remember his name, but not Jason Biggs for some reason. But yeah, it was a pretty trash show. But for some reason, we just stuck around after How I Met Your Mother. So that's another layer of of weird nostalgia that comes through when I think of How I Met Your Mother. There's some mad love in there too. It's funny that, okay, thanks for saying that because I remember every show I followed, I remember watching the putting it on the channel five minutes before it started. So always catching the end of like the show that played before. And that's like how I got into the office actually was I've always catched the last 10 minutes before maybe friends or what, I don't know what show I was a huge reality star fan. So it was probably before like survivor or something like that. But I remember like stupid shows like that, that two broke girls. Yeah, no. Right. I think it played like maybe with two and a half men or something. I don't, I don't know. I remember, Watching Two Broke Girls, not by choice, but because like, oh, it's on right after or right before. Yeah. You know, you always watch a little bit of it. And actually, the other girl, so not the girl who plays uh, Darcy in like the Thor movies there. Like the blonde girl in Two Broke Girls. Yeah, Beth Burr. What's her name? I don't know. She was in Mad Love. Like, no way. No was in it way. Too. So it's pretty funny. But um, and, and she was in an American Pie movie too, actually. Not with Jason Biggs, but I mean, that's which the one? Like, oh, one yeah, of the, yeah, one yeah. Of the yeah, no, the Book of Love, one of the worst yeah. movies I've ever seen in my life. Right? I, Eric, I bought that movie and oh, I returned man. it. <laughs> I actually returned it nice. to like a pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> Paid like $20 for it and got like $2 back, but it's okay. I wanted it out of the collection. Yeah, better than nothing. Yeah, for Horrible sure. movie. Oh, like I said, one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Up there with like Transformers, The Last oh. Night. Uh, yeah. Mac and Devin go to high school. Anyways, don't need to go on. So thanks, Mart, for yeah, that. Thanks, that Chevys, good. for that one. How much your mother? Classic. Then the next one is from my mom. So hers was Santa Claus, which mm. 100% nostalgia for me too. I mean, all those Christmas movies really trigger nostalgia, like even Elf, Home Alone, like Santa Claus. Those are definitely the big three. Yeah. I remember watching Santa Claus 1 and 2 with you a lot. Oh, yeah. Love those movies. Yeah. A great sequel that lives up to yep. the predecessor. And yeah, Santa Claus can't go wrong. 
great pick. And then the last one was from your mom, Matt, so Taunt Mary. And hers was Adam West's Batman oh. in the 1960s. Yeah, because she remembers watching that as a teenager or, or kid. So how could you not have nostalgia for that? And anyone who's watched it, at the, anyone of that age who's watched that show, like used to watch the show, like I think loves it. Like loves it for the campiness, the cheesiness, the freaking sound effects that pop up on the screen when they punch and kick. So yeah, that's a good pick. She never talks about the show, but I'm sure like if I asked her, she'd have a whole spiel on like certain episodes and the bad guys and like like how the episodes would go. Some of the corniness, the corniness, that's what I wanted to say. Because like, Eric, like watch five minutes of that show on YouTube. You're like, this is the worst crap ever. <laughs> you know what? I actually don't mind watching that kind of acting action. Like the, you where you can just tell like that the guy who's jumping and has like a flying kick is like just being held on like a string or like a, I don't know. Like you can just tell that it's fake, fake yeah. but and it, it's just kind of funny looking back at it now. So there could be some nostalgia in that, like a different kind of nostalgia just can't be too harsh on it. But then if it's like terrible product that you have no affiliation to, then it's easier to just bash it. Well, yeah. Like if someone bashes something I liked as a kid, they're like, I'm like, yeah, you don't understand. You didn't watch it when it came out. And that's totally fair. Well, thanks to a lot to everybody for your submissions. Great stuff. We're going to do our draw now for the uh, limited edition mug. So I've placed everyone in a random number generator. The number has generated. So the homie Martin has won his own uh, limited edition Easy Conversations mug. So congratulations, Mart. Congratulations. Thanks for the submission. And uh, we'll be, well, you'll be getting in contact with us when you hear this. And um, we'll be getting that mug to you pronto. Everybody who submitted an answer, thank you so much. Um, we're going to keep doing draws like this and like in hopes of encouraging like more and more participation. And uh, they were all great answers, too. Yeah, I'm were. super curious though, like what is Tom and Huck? No, <laughs> like to me, Tom and Huck sounds like, I don't know, like a buddy sports movie maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But uh, Tom and Huck. Tom and Huck. I don't know. A live uh, look up here, folks. Tom and Huck. Uh, two best friends witness a murder and embark on a series of adventures in order to prove the innocence of the man wrongly accused of the crime. Oh, it was totally off. That sounds <laughs> I mean, better than what I said it yeah. was. Yeah. Two best friends in a sports movie. I don't know what how much appeal is in there, <laughs> I don't but know. who knows? The Sam has a peculiar taste in movies. <laughs> You're right. He likes The Dark Knight. That's very peculiar. But yeah, I'm kidding. Thanks a lot, everybody, for your submissions. Do you want to get into like some random recommendations? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what's been happening these days? Like any movies, TV shows you want to recommend? Start off with a book, actually. Oh, nice. I meant when we did our book club episode, I mentioned this fantasy author, Joe Abercrombie. Mm. I just finished one of his his latest book from this year that com- that finished off a, his latest trilogy. All these trilogies like are in the same world, so this is just this was like like this book was exactly like the other super thrilling page turner. I was reading it at work. I couldn't put it down, like reading it only on my breaks at work, and I finished it really fast. Um, the wisdom of crowds. But like all this, it's it's all like one huge story, and it like every new trilogy has like the kids of the old characters, and the old characters are still sticking around, and it's like passing the torch generation to generation. It's really good stuff. I know, Eric, your brother read the his very first book, mm-hmm. The Blade itself, and he really liked it. 
So, and he currently has a second one, I believe. Haven't received honestly. I yeah, I haven't received an update in a while, but I mean, they're <laughs> big books. No, Joe Abercrombie. If you want to get into like fantasy, but not too magical, just like more of a Game of Thrones esque fantasy. Mm. He writes amazing characters and great action scenes. The way he describes like fight scenes and stuff is amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I read that book. Um, and I guess I'll just go and get into The Office because I just mentioned it earlier in the episode. I finally finished my run of watching all nine seasons of The Office. The prime of the show is the earlier seasons. And then like season seven, eight, nine kind of went dipped in quality slightly for me. Steve Carell, like I love Steve Carell when I first started watching it. I, I grew to like him. More. I grew to like Michael Scott more and more. And I think Steve Carell's like even more of a genius than I thought. Like I'm a big fan of his watching every single episode. I'm like, I appreciate the, so, the show so much more now. And it's really a brilliant show. All the references, like the little, like sometimes a character will say something and it will only be for a specific group that knows what that they're talking about. But I understood some of it. And I'm like, oh my God, they put that in just for me. Even though the last few seasons were not as good, I still really enjoyed watching it. It was super bitter, bittersweet watching those last few episodes because I'm like, I'm not, not going to be watching the show anymore. I mean, until the next time I do the, re- the, the, run, to, the run through. Yeah. So any TV shows for you, Eric? I have another one, but I can... Well, yeah. Uh, so I think the last episode I mentioned that I was going to start watching Succession. I've actually put that on the back burner because I think they're still they still have episodes like dropping every week and I'm I want to just binge a show right okay. now so I, I just started watching Yellowstone which I'm sure you've heard of it yeah yeah that's on my list so like it's been recommended to me by a bunch of people and I just started watching it the other day I'm like three episodes in I'm really liking it like I like the world that it's set in like kind of well not kind of it's like western like in Montana so a lot of cowboy action and just. A lot of politics in there as well, too. Like, our main character, John Dutton, played by Kevin Costner. Like, he kind of runs this town kind of through fear. And, like, he just has his hand in everything. Kind of reminds me of, like, a Nucky Thompson Ah. from Boardwalk Empire. And it also reminds me of Peaky Blinders. Because he has, like, he has four kids. They're all involved in their own way in the operation. The Dutton, like, Yellowstone Corporation and um, you just know there's going to be some issues with the family down the road. They're kind of already dropping little hints at what's okay. to come. And um, no, it's it's really good stuff so far. It's fun to watch. And yeah, that's been my show that I just started. And now Hawkeye too. I don't know if you're caught that up was... to date there. Three episodes in. I'm really liking it so far. Like I thought that the third episode was the best so far. Okay. I'm only on the first one for that. <laughs> okay. I was going to talk about okay. it. Okay. I'm a big, like, I like Kate Bishop a lot. I think uh, Haley Seinfeld's doing a great job so far. And like, you know what? I'm I'm not a, like a Hawkeye hater, which I feel like he's just become yeah. like the punching bag. And I want to say just because it's the thing to do, people hate on Hawkeye. I don't, I want to say people don't really have strong reasons why they dislike Hawkeye. I, I was a fan when I was younger. Like when I, the first time I saw him in Thor, I thought he was cool. And even in Avengers, I liked mm-hmm. what he was doing. Is he like an elite Avenger? No, but I don't think he deserves this sort of slander. And I'm liking that he's finally getting his own show and so far running with it. Okay. Uh, you said a lot Yellowstone. That's literally like the next show I'm starting Eric. Like, but next episode I will have watched like most of season one. Cause I plan on starting that next week. Hawkeye, I really liked the first episode. It went by super quick. I'm like, okay, I want more now. And then I didn't start episode two because I was busy. But no, that's good to hear that episode three is the best. Like if they keep 
elevating the level of quality in every episode that's good um and we'll definitely talk we'll do a full rundown eventually of the show so but no yellowstone everyone at work that has watched it has raved about it to me eric and they're like matt you have to watch yellowstone you'll love it uh it's violent it's badass it's like i've had some things described to me a little too much sometimes and i'm like ugh. That's like, if you want to piss me off, that's what you do. Just spoil shit for yeah. me. Um, so, no, that's excited. I'm excited to hear that. Mm-hmm. Movie-wise, oh, my God, Eric. Like, I haven't watched that many movies in November. But okay. uh, I've still watched, of course, I still watched some of it. We mentioned last episode it was my birthday. Basically, I didn't know this, but every my parents planned a big surprise party for me at the movie theater and then the restaurant. And... I mean, Eric, you like, <laughs> you can give your point of view after, but like, I walk in this empty movie theater and everyone just pops out of their chair and like, surprise. And I was like, flabbergasted and shocked. And we all watched, uh, I want to talk about the movie we all watched, Run Lola Run from like 2001, a German movie. Do you have a quick, tiny, like, what was it like, like waiting in that theater? Like, were you waiting? I never asked you this. Were you guys waiting there long? Like, no, no. Well, we obviously got there like quite a bit in advance. Like I'd say like, 15 20 minutes before you got there okay, like we were okay. nicely settled in like it was fun like catching up with everybody but then when we got the go-ahead that you're on your way up and like we just huddled around in the court my oh. knees were getting a little sore there from just crouching down but it's all good powered through and um no no man your reaction just made it all worth it just that waiting a little bit it was super fun and uh, glad we were able to surprise you and like i told you on that night i am an accredited actor so that's why i was able to easily yeah, no just, hints um, not drop any hints that something was happening and you know, it was a really good time and um, the glad you're surprised yeah too. oh like, incredibly did you enjoy the movie yeah it was solid i liked it yeah. i liked um well we could kind of like spoil some things or, like oh, just yeah. the storytelling style of like the three different stories that mm-hmm. reset right there's a reset that happens mm-hmm. twice in the movie yeah and um you get three different sto- versions of the same events that change happen a little differently yeah i like that a lot like i thought it was a cool storytelling mechanism and um like slight little changes how they affect an outcome to um, yes like, like random strangers yeah. like one little bumper it's like the butterfly effect basically yeah. and did you like the music like that like techno like i i kind of like it it keeps it like there's a lot of shots of lola just running but like the music really like adds atmosphere and like friend like that's what's going on in her brain like gotta go gotta go right there she only has like 30 minutes to do something mm. so no i think the movie's like aged really well and it was super entertaining to watch the movie's like an hour and 20 minutes so if you guys get a chance watch the movie run lola run a pretty well-known movie actually yeah. um and i had a blast watching it with all you like being in the th- like on the big screen it just shows you how much like watching an old movie on the big screen just made it that much better right For it sure, was loud yeah. and in your face and no, so that's that was one movie I watched recently. And the other one I want to talk about, this taps into nostalgia. Uh, I watched the Pink Panther remake with Steve Martin. Mm. Yeah, it might seem like a really stupid movie on the surface, but like I remember watching that when I was like 12 when it came out and renting it a bunch of times. And like that movie, like I, I cry laughing. I love it. <laughs> it's so stupid, but like... I can't like. What are your thoughts? Have uh, you seen it? Yeah, Too stupid. I've seen it once. I uh, hate. I hate okay. that. Movie. Okay, there you go. That's the diff. <laughs> and you watched it once as an adult. Oh uh, no, no, no! As a kid, no, when you I hate was it as a kid. A kid. I, I didn't appreciate it. I don't know why. Maybe I should watch it as an adult. I'd find it way funnier. But yeah. there's a few movies like that that I've watched. Like, and I'm. A, I, I like to think I'm a pretty open-minded comedic 
like a, I like yeah. a lot of different comedic styles. But there's some movies that a lot of people like, and Pink Panther is one of them at the time that I didn't like. Like I'm thinking of like Napoleon Dynamite oh. is another one that like. I, flabbergasted at how many people tell me oh, I love that movie I'm like I think how I'm, it's so I'm with bad. you on that I'm with you on Napoleon Dynamite okay. Nacho Libre throw that in there too wasn't a fan yeah okay but anyways for Pink Panther maybe I would be due to watch it again maybe be a little less critical and go into it with low expectations maybe oh, I'd, maybe I'd enjoy it I watched it with my girlfriend we were like couldn't I couldn't stop laughing but because I was also remembering, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I remember that. Like, every scene that was coming up, I'm like, I remember what's going to happen. I remember what's going to happen. Like, I kind of knew the movie in my head, which helps. Okay, the next, the last movie I, I want to talk about before we may get into your movie. I don't know if you watched any movies. But, I've only uh, seen one, and it's uh, I saw it in theaters, The French Dispatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, which I really ahead. enjoyed with, right. like, um, ensemble cast. It's... um. Wes Anderson movie. Like, I just love his style of movie making, right? Like, the big, like, 2D shots and, like, the bright colors, like, how he constructs his scenes, like, very meticulous is how he's described. I, I love that style. And, like, we we're in the theater. I went with Bassam, actually, and we were, like, maybe, like, a baker's dozen of people in the theater. And you just knew that everyone there was, like, a diehard Wes Anderson fan. There's this one guy, like, sitting, like, four seats down from me alone. He was just dying of laughter at like little things wow. oh my god this guy just lives for Wes Anderson yeah. it, it was making me laugh just watching or hearing him laugh at what was happening it's a good movie honestly That's awesome. like, I'd say it's like a mid-range to upper echelon Wes Anderson like there's a lot of Wes Anderson isms in the movie and um great cast not like hilarious, but a lot of funny moments. Yeah. And like, I think you'd like it, Matt. If you like his movies, you'll like it. You go in kind of expecting what you're going to see. Like, you yeah. know, you're going to see like that 100%. type of humor and cringy, not cringy humor, but sometimes like awkward scenes of like, it's funny because it's like, like that's mm-hmm. what I thought Grand Budapest was. There was yeah. a lot of like, what the hell's going on? And like oh, funniness. For like, sure. A like, lot of that. Yeah. Um, oh, I need to check that out though, Eric. Just, just the cat, the man. Literally, he puts out a casting call. All the actors will flock out to like be in it. And I like that it's always, often the same actors that he collaborates with, and like all his movies, like Owen Wilson, um, Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe, yeah, Bill Murray, Murray, Tilda Swin, Tilda Swinton Swinton. with Adrian Brody in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Who else? Edward Norton. He was in it. Oh yeah, man. Literally, like same. Because I think people love working with him because yeah. he's a super chill dude. It's not a big complicated thing. They probably shoot that very quickly. Oh, man. I don't want to keep listing other actors because I want you to just go see it and be okay. like, oh, yeah, this guy isn't. Like, okay, I'd okay, forgotten okay, okay, about okay. a few of them. And okay. it was just nice to see them pop up. Even if it's just for like two scenes that they're in the movie. It's just fun to see like great actors in there. No, it's a good movie, man. So, him and Owen Wilson go way back like from growing up in texas like he was in his west anderson's first movie yeah like bottle rocket darjeeling limited the royal tenenbaums like owens and oh no that's luke wilson anyways wilson tangent over (laughs) um okay then now this is gonna be super anticlimactic my last movie because your movie is like that's like my movie is a small it's a martin lawrence movie actually i don't know if you remember martin lawrence had like his heyday in like the early 2000s like boys in the hood mid 90s with boys in the hood yeah. and then he did like big mama's house like all his comedies action comedy movies like black knight national security but i want the one i watch is blue streak it was on netflix it's like from 99 you know what it was actually a really funny 
movie, but also like good action and never boring. It's, I'll give you the premise. It's super simple. He's like a robber at the beginning of the movie and they're performing a heist for diamonds and they get like the cops like get wind of like what's going on and they converge on him. And so he escapes to a, a, a building getting built across the street and hides the diamond in a vent. Mm-hmm. Now, years later when he gets out of jail for um, a breaking and entering, cause he doesn't get caught with any merch on him. So it's just like a five year stint. When he gets back, he finds out that building getting built is a police station. So the diamond, the loot is in this newly built police station in LA. And he has to like, he kind of like gets his way in there. And uh, yeah, and I'm just going to go off with that. Super fast paced movie, funny, not going to blow your socks off. Like it's not, it's not like an eight or nine or 10 out of 10, but it's a really like easy movie to watch when you don't want to think too much. Mm, and I okay. freaking loved it. Actually, okay. Luke Wilson's in the movie. Actually, okay. <laughs> yeah, There we go. He's the, co- the he's Wilson the, tangent was not done. Yeah. He's a, di- yeah, that was maybe intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Blue streak okay. on Netflix. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna ask. So blue streak, red notice, Red notice first, I okay. would say. I was just going off the color association. There oh, for the names, but <laughs> well, I brought that up last week. Yeah. And then what would be Yellowstone? Hey, there we go. Let's go. Nice. And then the Green Knight with Dave Patel. If you want to go to bed early, if you want to fall asleep. Nice. Oh, that movie. I made, yeah. Yeah, so that's it for me. Do you have any music or? No, but I do have one recommendation. That's like a little off, um, off, not off script there, but just a little unorthodox. It would be, recently I did, um, I went over to our Uncle Pat's house to uh, get into the painting game, actually. No way. So we did like some like a quick exercise that he because our uncle is like a pretty, like very good painter. Like he's uh-huh. picked that up in the last few years, and like it's a hobby of his. And I think that picking up new hobbies is not only important but just fun. Like it keeps you learning and hungry to do different things. Like I really need that personally. So I figured I'd give painting a shot. It went really well, honestly. Like, I'm really surprised at how well the product I worked on turned out. And I would recommend that, not necessarily painting, but just anything that's kind of new. Like just maybe go out there and try something different that you maybe have somewhat of an interest in doing. And um, you could discover like a whole new lane for you to to swim in. Something maybe out of your comfort zone too, yep. where you're a little like scared to dip your toes in. But you know what? It's worth it in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. awesome. Keeping it on the low because the product is not done yet. So ah. once it's done, I'll probably post it on uh, it social media and you can uh, judge and let me know what you think. Is it music related? No. Like no. you're doing a uh, a portrait of a person. Okay. No. Yeah, don't tell it, me. Don't it's tell pretty. Me. Yeah, you wouldn't okay. guess to be okay. honest. It's okay. kind of random, but it's really cool. And it's cool. fun. Like um, going into it, it was super open-minded and like, I like art as well. So I had kind of had an idea, like I'm into abstract painting. Okay. Like I like random stuff on a canvas. Like that speaks to me. It's not really what we ended up doing, but I discovered it's something completely new in what our uncle Pat had prepared for me there. So cool. even and that goes to your point that you said like a while ago now, like whenever you assume, you know, how a situation is going to go, yeah. you may be like, not that I was stressed going to the painting there, but it opened my eyes to something completely new when it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. And it's best to just go into situations like, all right, let's see what happens here. And yeah. well said, well, that's a that's perfect way. I think to end the episode is what you just said, basically like, don't, don't be scared to try something. The only failure is failure to try. Boom. Ooh. 
that's not me, folks. Like that's a quote I read a while ago, but like that's it's true though. Like hundred percent true. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, nostalgia did a good job covering that. Thanks again for to everyone for the submissions. It was fun going through memory lane with you through your own experiences, experiencing nostalgia. It was a lot of fun. Matt, any final notes for the listeners? Thanks everybody for listening and to everyone who submitted an answer. I hope everyone's having in a good place right now and that uh, just stay positive out there. And I know winter's coming, but I mean, it's, I don't know. Why <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone stays positive out there and that uh, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. And yeah, peace.